Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Um, I hope things are going well for you wherever you are in the world today. Um, my name's Claire and I am here to chat to you about all things mental health related to weight loss um, and fat loss and whatever your goals are. It's a minefield out there, people. There are so many, so many different pieces of information. There are so many different routes you can take to get that weight off and to win. And there is an absolute plethora of information out there in the internet. And it's an interesting concept because really, what I really want to talk about today is that the phrase one size fits all. Um, and I don't believe that that phrase is accurate in clothing or in anything else for that matter. Um, I hate it. I hate it when I see a thing that, that you know, like, oh, the new TikTok viral coat, one size fits all. No, it doesn't. One size does not fit all. One size doesn't fit all in clothes, in weight loss or in life or in career or in family. There is no one size fits all or one method suits all or one way of doing things is the right way. If that was the case, life well, it would firstly be very, very dull, but secondly, it would be very, very easy. No one would be fat. No one would be too thin. Everyone would be perfectly in the middle um, and we wouldn't have any issues. If that was as straightforward as that, this is what you need to do. OK, I'll do that then. But that's just not how life is. And that's what makes life so interesting. And that's what makes life what it is. Right. I, am I going mad? Do you believe one size fits all? Because I bloody don't. Um, so if you've never listened to any of my previous podcasts, um, I am a life coach and I'm a choir leader and I'm a singer in a band and I've been self-employed pretty much my whole adult life. Um, and one thing I know, having been everything from a size 12 to a size 26, is that one size most certainly does not fit all. So that's a lie. For one, um, I, I was in a coffee shop the other day and on the blackboards behind the counter where it had all the different types of random coffee. I mean, I'm the easiest person to please in a coffee shop. I like my coffee black um, and I like it strong enough to chew. <laughs> so I, I'm quite easy to please. But all these different coffees that are on on anyway ridiculous some of those coffees are like a thousand calories I mean seriously it's more of a pudding than a coffee isn't it um so uh, yeah and on the, the board I found this really interesting on the board behind the counter there was written in chalk on every board 2,000 calories is the average for an adult like that's what it said there wasn't really much more information than that 2,000 calories, and then it had like the calorie contents of the drinks. So I understand where they're going from that. Now, me and my daughter have very differing opinions on this. I think it's great, not the 2,000 calorie bit, I'll come back to that. I think it's great to have calorie content on the um, drinks and the food so that if, you know, people are trying to um, lose some fat and lose some weight and get their health in check, they can make the right decision. She looks at it from a point of view um, of people with eating disorders and somebody, say, for example, that's um, got anorexic tendencies or has anorexia, that that is going to spiral them. Um, and I see both sides of it. I said to her, but I said, I think that the issue is that far more people in this country are overweight 
than have anorexia. And it's just a really, you're never going to please everyone. But I think, you know, you know, the statistics on, you know, the obesity, I'm going to call it a pandemic, are, uh, are quite shocking, aren't they? So I don't know. I think it's sort of a good thing, but it could be triggering for some. Um, but yes, that it, what I took issue was, with, it, with it, I, I seem to have forgotten how to speak. I do apologise. Um, <laughs> what I take issue with is them blanketing around this term that 2000 calories is what you need and on average a day for the average human. Now, that's that's just inaccurate, actually. Um, so I'm currently not taking on clients at the moment. I'm trying to um, get my health in check. And I really, really want to get the rest of my weight off. I haven't got a long way to go now. Um, and I think probably about another 14 pounds is roughly what I'm looking at. And then I want to crack my maintenance. And once I've done that and cracked how to keep the stuff off and look at it and learn, I will be able to then pass that information on to clients. And that's the way I'm doing it. So I decided to come back to the podcast and start putting out content so that I can share that with you. But there, the average adult 2000 calories a day is not true. So I have lost um, with Team RH, which is the company that I'm working with now. I have lost, I am 0.4 of a pound away from two stone in three and a half months on 2000 calories a day. So to say that my maintenance calories as an average adult, which is probably roughly where I am now, are 2000 calories, it's just not, it's just not true. And that is the same across the board. What dictates your average your calorie expenditure, um, your total daily energy expenditure, your TDEE, is your age, your gender, your um, height, your weight and your activity levels. So how can they put that out there as an average person? So somebody that is six foot and 250 pounds, um, you know, is going to be burning per day one hell of a lot more than that. And somebody who's five foot one and weighs 110 pounds and would be blown over by a stiff breeze is going to be expending an awful lot less than that. So to put out these blanket statements about our average about 2000 calories a day to maintain maintain. Well, I'm losing firmly on 2000 or just under um, a day. So I think we need to get away from that idea of this one size fits all average, average this, average that, because there is, to be honest, there is no such thing as, you know, as, a, as an average person. I mean, well, I guess there is, isn't there? But really, all of us are individual. All of us need to be looking at things in a different way. So if you are starting out, you can think to yourself, OK, well, I'm going to try this or I'm going to try that. Just be mindful about what you choose and whose advice you buy. Um, in the name, you know, that's another line. And I will quote this over and over again from the Baz Luhrmann, everyone's free to wear sunscreen. Be careful whose advice you buy, um, because the bottom line is you don't know what their background is. You don't know what they've been through, what their life experience is, what their qualifications are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I was a big um advocate of slimming world in the day uh, but there were always many aspects of the slimming world mantra and way of life that I didn't understand 
and nobody could ever clear them up for me, the things that I didn't understand. Um, and I'm going to use an example, which is probably the most famous Slimming World example, is the banana. So if you eat a banana whole, it's free. Well, that's nonsense because a banana varies in size from, you know, sort of 50 grams to 120 grams. So again, what, what, what makes it free? So, you know, a banana that's 120 grams is going to have significantly higher calories in it, which is a real thing, not a made up thing like sins are. So the caloric value of a banana is going to be massively different dependent on how big it is for one. But so if you have the banana, whatever size it is, whether it weighs a kilo or two grams, uh, that's free. But if you mash the banana, then you have to sin it. I don't know how many sins it is. I take issue with the word sin. I know they spell it with a Y, but, you know, we all know what you're getting at. And what they're getting at is good food, bad food. And that is one of the things that we need to get out of our heads. Just get it gone. There is no such thing as a good food or a bad food. There is just food. Now, there is food that is nutrient dense, that is going to make you feel fuller for longer, that is going to um, improve your chances of weight loss. If you eat a high protein diet, then protein as a macronutrient is the hardest thing for our body to digest. It's the hardest macronutrient for our body to digest. Therefore, it has to work harder to digest it. Therefore, it can raise your metabolic rate. Um, by what? I'm not sure yet. But do you understand what I'm coming from? Also, protein keeps you fuller for longer. You need, if you're going to eat a high protein diet, to make sure that you're upping your fibre. And this is something that people don't talk about. When they talk about macronutrients, they're talking about proteins, carbs and fats. And very rarely do I hear personal trainers and coaches talking about fibre. Now, if you're eating a high protein diet and snaffling protein at every available opportunity, but without having the fibre, you're going to find yourself pretty uncomfortable in the stomach department after a couple of days, if you get what I'm saying. You get my meaning? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about going to the toilet. You need to be able to counteract all that protein with some fibre. Also, fibre sits in your belly and keeps you full for a long time. And that's basically what we're looking at. So, you know, the whole 2000 calorie thing. When I first started doing Team RH, I thought to myself, there is not a way in hell I am going to lose weight on 2000 calories. Because when I put my details into my fitness pal and say, I want to lose this, I want to lose this in this time, it brings me out at 1200 calories. Now 1200 calories is a sad, lonely and miserable existence. And I promise you that that is actually true. It is a bloody misery. And you can do it but for only a very short amount of time. And then if you have any issues with food, this is just perpetuates this cycle of binge, eat, starve, binge, eat, starve, binge, eat, starve, which is impossibly difficult and bad for your health. You don't want to be doing that. Um, it, it leads to health issues and it messes up your metabolism because you're like, back start, back start, back start. And it's awful and it's miserable. So who wants to live like that? Yeah. Um, so on 2000 calories, when you're focusing quite heavily on protein and fiber, that goes a really, really long way. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be on 2000 calories. Um, you can look up a TDEE calculator online um, or you can join a group. Um, um, I just, like I say, would be very, very wary about what ones that you join. Um, make sure that it makes sense. Make sure that it's based in some sort of facts 
some sort of science, scientific language, things that are real, not things that are made up to make money. And the bottom line is that all of this stuff and the diet culture industry as a whole is incredibly, incredibly competitive and it is a money-making business scheme. Now, the thing that I love about Richie so much and the Team RH business is that what he wants you to do is lose the weight and then he's going to teach you how to keep the weight off and then he wants you to bugger off. That's what he wants you to do. And he self-confesses that that is a terrible business model. Does that make sense? It, it is a terrible business model. But what you then do when you've figured out the one thing that actually works for you, oh my God, it's a light bulb moment. And you're like, oh my God, this works. This bloody works. And their success rate is huge. Look into the success rates or the failure rates um, of, of, of the company that you're going to sign up for. Because companies like SW, like WW, like whatever, insert plan here, there's millions of them. Do they want you to succeed? Because what happens when you succeed? You leave. And then where's their money? Where's their income coming from? What they rely on, it seems to me, this is my opinion, this is not, I can't speak for, you know, the diet industry as a whole, but what they rely on is return business. That's what all businesses rely on, return business. Keep them coming back, yeah? So what I found when I got to goal, I got to goal with Slimming World, I got to goal with uh, Weight Watchers and blah, 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 but they didn't teach me how to keep it off. There was no support once it finished. It was like, okay, that's fine, you're done, well done, congratulations, here's a certificate, here's a little badge. And uh, yeah, all you need to do now is just stay within three pounds of that weight. Okay, great, how do I do that? Yeah, no, we're not going to tell you that because we need to focus on the, in the group on all the people that are still losing. And all the people in, in the group that are still losing look at you like you're, you know, like you're, you're the oracle of weight loss. And they come to you and they ask you all the questions. And you're like, that's great. Yeah, I know how to lose it. I, I'm, I'm really struggling with the next bit. And the amount of people week on week on week on that were target members or goal members or gold members or whatever the hell they want to call it that were struggling and eventually rebounded. When I lost 118 pounds... I celebrated with a Domino's pizza. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how funny that is? That's like giving up smoking for three years and then celebrating with a cigarette or giving up cocaine for five years and then going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to celebrate my five-year anniversary with a cheeky line. It's madness. And the bottom line is I didn't learn anything. So this is why I take issue with the one-size-fits-all thing. The other thing that I wanted to touch upon, and this is on the same vein of one-size-doesn't-fit-all, is that very, very overweight people, so people that have got 100-plus pounds to lose, yeah, sort of well up into the sort of six, seven, eight stone marker people that have, are so overweight, need to be looking at things in a very different way to somebody that's put on 20 pounds over the last year or has to put on 20 pounds over the last three years, or needs to lose a bit of weight after they've had a baby. 
or after a divorce or after some significant loss in their life and somebody's turned and, and the difference being that somebody that has got 100 pounds overweight, the, the calories that they've had to consume in order to put that weight on, bearing in mind that one pound of fat equates to 3,500 calories. If you put on 100 pounds, you can do the maths, right? Whereas somebody that is just a little bit overweight and just sort of struggles to say no to the second digestive and it's just crept on a little bit, a little bit, a little bit over a few years, say, they need to be treated very differently and they need to look at their weight loss in a very different way. Because the bottom line is that if you've put on over £100, particularly if you've done it in a very short space of time, that's taken some serious dedication to do that serious dedication and there is more going on there than I've just you know I've just let let it slip a little bit that is emotional eating that is eating for a reason you cannot put on that amount of weight without there being some underlying reason so you need to look at the mental mental reasons that the weight has gone on versus the physical reasons and, you know, quite often that can be, it, it's, it's usually mental in some way. There's a reason, but there's a very different, um, what, it's, it's a very different thing. You need to look at it in a very different way. Um, when I got to a size 26 and I was in excess of 20 stone, there was a reason why that weight had gone on. And it wasn't just that, well, I just let things slip a little bit or, I, you know, I stopped running or I had a bereavement. I know what those reasons were, but it's something that I still look into all the time. And it is a long time since I've, I've weighed that. I was 24 when I weighed that amount of weight and, um, and I just, I was in a really, really bad place. But I am still learning, age 47, how to fix it. And I think this is an ongoing process. I don't think that you can ever say, oh, I'm done. I've done it. I've cracked it all because I think that actually the more we go through life, the more we realise how little we know. When we're in our 20s or we're teenagers, we literally think we know everything. The answer to everything is I know. Um, and I get that. I do get that because I remember being a teenager, funnily enough. But the older I get, the more I realise, the less I know. And um, I think it's absolutely fascinating. So I think, yes, largely somebody that has got 100 plus pounds to lose needs to be treated in a very different way and they need to delve a lot deeper into the why than somebody that has just put on you know over the course of a few years you know a couple of pounds per year and it's gone on because a couple of pounds per year is is 7,000 calories extra you know above so you see what I mean I think we need to be very careful about this one size fits all and oh all you need to do is this and you know and and taking things taking advice from people that haven't lived it so that's one thing that you will get from me is I have lived it and I'm still living it and I I think I probably will always live it I have made a realization that calories are always going to be a part of my life and if they're not and I decide that they're not um, then I suspect that that weight will go on. And am I okay with that? Yeah, I absolutely am, because it is worth it. I do not look at, ca at calorie counting and weighing things. At the moment, I do not look at that as a sacrifice or a pain in my ass. I look at it as my self-care, and that is the only way I can look at it. So I've got a plan for how I'm going to deal with this once I get to a maintenance stage, 
Um, I look forward to sharing that with you as I move through and get this last bit of weight off and then work on that. Um, but this is not something that I'm going to stop talking about because I find it absolutely fascinating. So I hope some of that has resonated with you. Um, and I hope that whatever you're up to today, that you have a great day. If I'm joining you on your daily walk or something along those lines, keep going and just, you know, enjoy the breeze on your face and get out there and get some sunshine, a little bit of vitamin D before it disappears from Great Britain for the next few months. And uh, this is about the time you need to start taking your vitamin D supplements because there's not a lot of sunshine about now. Enjoy your day, my darlings, and um, catch up with you very, very soon. Take care now. Feel free to come follow me on TikTok. You can reach me there at Claire's Team RH Journey. I hope to see you soon.